Welcome to The Secret Life of Dietitians. I'm Laura Poland, and Amy Keller is here in spirit. Today, I'm going to do a slightly different podcast. Uh, March is National Nutrition Month, and I have an intern with me at my business, Dietitian in Your Kitchen. Her name is Madeline Osborne, and she is going to talk with me and chat with me today about the National Nutrition Month slogan, which is celebrate a world of flavors. Fun note, we are also recording this live as a webinar, and we will be posting the webinar live for our for my subscribers to my newsletter. So if you want to catch this one in video, uh, feel free to check out my website, Dietitian in Your Kitchen. I will direct you to the webinar there. I hope you enjoy this episode. All right. Well, welcome Madeline or Osborne to our presentation today on Celebrate a World of Flavors for National Nutrition Month 2022. Uh, I'm Laura Poland. I'm a registered dietitian. I work at, I have a private practice called Dietitian in Your Kitchen, and occasionally I get the pleasure of working with interns and students <clears throat> from the university. And the, right now I have an intern with me, Madeline Osborne, and she is from the OSU Masters of Nutrition and Dietetics program. Welcome. Yes, thank you for having me. I think I need to grab a sip of water because my throat is kind of like giving out on me. So Madeline, tell us a little bit about what your interests are real quick in a background. So I'm in my first year of the master's program at Ohio State. Um, my interests are definitely varying depending on the week. I kind of have a new interest, but currently I'm very interested in pediatric nutrition support. Awesome. Okay. So I'm so glad to have you with me in my practice, and I hope you've learned a lot. We're finishing up our weeks with yeah. that together. And so she's been doing some research, and she's created, or well, she didn't create this presentation. This came from the Academy, it which did. is kind of cool. Yeah. And so it might be more interesting to have us chat about it. Uh, this is the slogan, National Nutrition Month, Celebrate a World of Flavors. And every year they do a different theme and I really liked this theme because it does kind of talk about, uh, I'm really kind of interested in trying new recipes right now and trying new recipes from different cultures. And I think it's kind of fun to do. And so I love this, celebrate a world of flavors. Try to get a varied diet, right? What did yeah. you think of when you thought of this slogan? Yeah, I thought it was really interesting in my courses right now we're learning a lot about cultural competency and as dietitians we need to be able to relate to our clients and patients so understanding more about their backgrounds and food preferences is just a really great way to connect and yeah yeah, yeah for sure okay so the objectives of this presentation are to talk about the habits that promote healthful eating we're gonna talk about and explain ways to eat a variety of nutritious foods. And then we're gonna describe how to celebrate a world of flavors when you're planning your meals and your snacks. All right. So what does healthful eating mean to you? 
Let me start with you. Okay. <laughs> Put you on the spot. This is a big question. Um, I know it means something different to everyone. I think for me personally, I tried to use evidence-based recommendations in my own life. So eating whole grains, fruits and vegetables, getting plenty of exercise, water, sleep. So yeah, just trying to have a well-rounded diet and lifestyle. That's interesting that you go to the lifestyle side of it, too, because I think that is a big part of it, too. It is. It's so important. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, healthy eating plays a role. Like, I don't think a lot of people realize, but sleep is really important. If you're not adequately sleeping, it makes it difficult to make those healthy eating decisions, too. Healthful eating, I would totally agree with what you said. I think it's an advantage to being a dietitian, obviously, because we do kind of learn about all that evidence-based information about eating and healthful eating and what that should look like. And I do try to focus on eating a balance when I'm eating focused on fruits and vegetables and whole grains and, you know, lean meats and, and proteins and things like that in the diet. So, Yeah, I I try to not have too many rules, though, at the same time Mm -hmm. and try to allow myself to have treats every once in a while. I do know that if you've got a basic healthy, balanced diet, I feel like you have a little more flexibility and you can have those things every once in a while. It includes those things. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's definitely important to not be restricting and just, you know, let yourself consume foods that make you feel good, too. Yes. Awesome. All right. So foods that contribute to healthy eating, we've kind of talked a little bit about this. uh, And, you know, uh, you're young, but when I was, you know, going through school, things looked a little differently. And even when I was growing up, we learned about the food groups and, you know, and so now it's more my plate, but basically we do have these groups of foods that we talk about still. So fruits, vegetables, whole grains, we've mentioned lean meats and dairy and how all of those different food groups are important because they're providing the body with different nutrients that we need. Uh, so it's important to include all of these in a, in a healthy diet. And I truly believe that too. Yeah. And just a comment, when we're looking at the slides, we see a lot of whole foods in this photo. Um, but that doesn't mean necessarily we're eating just plain bread and plain fruits <laughs> and just like very plain whole foods. Um, these can be incorporated into dishes with lots of flavor. And I think that also plays into the celebrate a world of flavors. Because when you look at different cultures' um, dishes, you don't necessarily just see a plate full of whole foods. You see them combined and mixed with um, seasonings and flavors. Right. That's a great point. I love that. All right. Eat a variety of nutritious foods. So... You know, like you mentioned, we, we want to include a healthful foods from all food groups. Incorporate, though, at the same time, your favorite and your mm-hmm. cultural foods and traditions. And that's very important. Keeping that in mind, as well as learning how to read the nutrition facts labels. And we'll talk a little bit more about all of these in a minute, I think. But like you said, incorporating them into your favorite cultural dishes and traditions so that there's, you know, those familiar and it doesn't have to be boring so all right 
So this is a nutrition facts label. And for those of you listening on my podcast, you can't see this, but go grab a uh, food label if you'd like, you know. Uh, And I think it is important to understand the nutrition facts and understand that labels are important and can help guide you. So for example, if you have high blood pressure and sodium is a concern, then you want to be looking at the sodium love, you know, numbers on here. But what does that mean? So on a particular example we have here is it's telling you that there's two servings in this container and there's one cup is a serving. And so the nutrition facts label now, I like it. Now it tells you like how much is per serving, but then it also tells you how much is per the container. So if you did eat everything that was in the container, that is what you're looking at. And so on the sodium level, if you eat one serving, it's 10% of your daily value. But if you eat the whole container, it's 21% of the daily value. So let's talk about the daily value and what that mm-hmm. means, because that's where it gets confusing, right? right? It does. Yeah. Do you want to so, talk? Yeah. So um, daily, value, daily value, excuse me, is a, um, a term that is used to explain how much you're supposed to get in a day or like the maximum, not the maximum, but just like a recommended daily amount. So for sodium, for most people, it's 2000 milligrams a day. And on this label, it's 240, it's very small, milligrams (laughs) per serving. So that comes out to about 10%. If you're looking at this, what does that mean though, that 10%? And so if it's 10% or less, then I consider that a low amount for that nutrient. But when you get to be 20% or higher, that's a really good amount for that nutrient, which in the case of sodium would be not good good so you kind of using that trying to get 20 like 20 percent and higher than if you're looking comparison you might want to try to find something that has a little less sodium Mm -hmm. or just eat less of it yes exactly because the if you only ate one serving out of here Mm -hmm. then you're probably fine yeah because that's the 10 percent right now when we talk about things like fiber though you know we want it to be higher the better so anything 20 percent or higher would be a good thumbs up like let's do more of that because it has more fiber in it so yeah the 10 and 20 percent are really good guidelines if you're just quick glancing yeah and anything in between that 10 and 20 percent you know it'll it'll all be fine just make use your best judgment and Yeah. yeah All right. So that's how you can kind of use a nutrition facts label just in a nutshell. Yeah. All right. Planning. Mm-hmm. I am I'm so uh planning is so key. It's yes. it's just really key to everything. And you talk about eating healthfully and eating uh to fuel your body properly, you really just have to plan ahead. So uh choosing recipes Uh, that are healthy or modifying recipes if you feel comfortable. And if you don't, then maybe talk to somebody like a dietitian. I can help you with that. You know, so yeah. How do you choose recipes? Oh, it depends on the week. For example, this week I went on Pinterest and I just looked up quick meal prep recipes. I'm in school, so I don't have a ton of time to be cooking every day. Yeah. Um, so I definitely try to do all my cooking, or most of my cooking, on Sundays. 
and then kind of feed it throughout the week and create different recipes with the same core ingredients. So maybe, you know, if I make black beans, I'll do like a black bean breakfast taco one day and then the other day I'll make um, like chili out of it. So just using similar ingredients throughout the week. Um, it also cuts down on costs, which is super important. Yes, very good point. Yes. Yeah, I, I like to try new recipes. Like right now I'm in a course and so I'm trying a new recipe once a week on Thursdays with my class. And so I'm getting fed that recipe, which is kind of nice because mm -hmm. sometimes it's overwhelming it to is. go to the internet and Pinterest, Pinterest especially can be overwhelming to me. Yes. And so, you know, just having some go-to places for recipes, having some of our family favorites. And I would always recommend don't try to like cook a new recipe too often. Mm -hmm maybe once a week if you want to try a new recipe and maybe that's too often you know maybe it's once a month try to add a new recipe in but i love to mix it up and find those new inspirations and so yeah and then from there the second recommendation here when you're trying to plan your meals and snacks is then you also you need to use a grocery list to shop for those nutritious foods so setting up a grocery list I don't know about you, but I'm old school, so I like to just use a, an envelope that I get in the mail instead of recycling it right away. I'll write my grocery list on it and put my coupons in the envelope and go to the store. I still go to the store instead of having it delivered. I do, <laughs> or, okay. I like to pick out my own yeah, produce. I do too. So, But yeah, so I create my grocery list by looking at my recipes, planning ahead, thinking about what are what my week looks like. And, you know, for you as a student, like you mentioned, you, you have to plan ahead and prep ahead. Uh, so knowing what days that I can actually prepare my food at, you know, at that night or okay no that's a busy night so i'm gonna have to do either a crock pot leftovers or maybe we go out that night mm -hmm. and i plan i plan dinners i don't usually plan breakfast and lunch mm -hmm. those are pretty kind of just whatever i have around yeah yeah so definitely okay mostly um dinners and sometimes lunches lunches are usually leftovers but i definitely think planning sitting down for 10 minutes before you go to the store is so key um, to yeah. just kind of get a game plan and get ready to go. If I show up to the grocery store without a list, I end up buying things that I don't necessarily need or don't um, form a cohesive meal. Right. Yes. Oh, yeah. I love. Yes, that's a great point because like it, there's nothing that drives me crazy if I haven't planned to be like, now what do I? pulled together to make this meal because I don't have what yeah. I needed. Yeah. Getting lost in the grocery store. Yeah. <laughs> so I like that. Yeah. And it doesn't take that long. You're right. It mm -hmm. doesn't take that long to sit down and write your list out, figure out what's missing in the kitchen and, and make sure you've added it to your list. And then finally here on planning your meals and snacks, making those healthful food and drink choices when you're away from home. Uh, that can be a real challenge for a lot of people because we do spend a lot of time away from home now that maybe we're going to be, we have been spending a lot of time at home the last right. couple of years, but now maybe we're going to see more uh, of us having time to be away from home again. And that challenge is going to come up again. So how do you make those choices when you're not at home? 
Yeah, it's definitely um, trickier than you would expect. Yeah. I know for me, I don't eat out a ton. Um, so when I do, I kind of feel like, oh, I'm going to get something that I wouldn't make at home, Yeah. which tends to be a little bit more rich in fats and carbs, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But a good if tip. Doing yeah, it all the if, time. Right. If you're. Yes, definitely. <laughs> But no, yeah, I agree. I I'm I'm I cook most meals at home. So mm-hmm. for me going away from home, I don't care so much right. about being healthy healthy with every choice that I'm making. Yeah. Now, another, go sorry, ahead. Another good tip <laughs> is to maybe eat half a portion and take the rest home for later. Yes. Oh, I do that. Yeah. yeah. Some of my favorite recipes or favorite places to go out to dinner is just way too much food, but it's so good. Yeah. And I uh, usually get two or three meals out of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or I share it with a friend. So, yeah. All right. Cool. All right. So next we have create some tasty foods at home. So learning to cook if you don't have those cooking skills and meal preparation skills. There's so many YouTube videos and things like that that you can kind of pick up some skills here and there. I encourage people to take a knife skills class uh, if you have one locally too. It can be kind of fun to learn how to really properly hold a knife and, and that type of thing. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, I was fortunate to grow up with a mom who's really good at cooking, so I owe a lot to my mom. Um, But I also learned a lot through YouTube videos and watching other people cook. I think that was a really great uh, learning experience for me, and I've incorporated a lot of those skills into my daily cooking. That's a very good point. Yeah, I think my comfort in the kitchen definitely owe it to my mom, who was somebody who cooked more and uh, I know my husband you know he they tend to eat out more and cook Mm -hmm. less and so depending on that that can play a role in how comfortable you feel in the kitchen and so getting yourself to feel more comfortable these days too they've got those hello fresh those delivery kit meals that's a great great way to get more comfortable in the kitchen because it does talk you through everything you need to know and gives you the recipe and gives you everything you need so you don't accidentally forget to put it on your grocery list and get it and just gives you that comfort so that you can start cooking more at home and feeling more comfortable doing that. Uh, So that's another tool I, I usually recommend too. Uh, and then trying new flavors and foods from around the world. Uh, I get bored. So I like this, tip because I do like to try new things. Some of us maybe don't like to do that and venture out too much, but every once in a while I would challenge you to try something new. Yeah, even trying the new spice blend from the store on your chicken for the week can be a really great way to uh, change it up and try new flavors. I love that, yeah. And then enjoy your meals with friends or family when possible. Mm-hmm. That is so important and something we've gotten away from probably in the last couple of years. So, um, but I do try to have family dinners on Sundays and things like that. And cooking for other people can, I don't know, it brings me joy. I know it doesn't always bring everyone joy. Yeah. Right. And then 
we've talked about this, what does healthful eating look like? Uh, so we talked about that. To me, the my plate, you know, where half your plate is fruits and vegetables, a quarter is grain, a quarter is protein, like a lean protein, and then your dairy, you know, and that can be on the side or if it's cheese or eggs, it could actually be on the plate. But the visual of my plate kind of has it off to the side. But you want to have a dairy at uh, at least two, if not three meals a day. If you tolerate it. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And if you, if you don't tolerate it, uh, finding those lactose-free options. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, there are other options yes. that you can explore. But you want to make sure you get that calcium and vitamin D and A in your diet. Uh, when we talk about ways to celebrate a world of flavors, given this, this, this is our theme this month and this year is, you know, plan meals based on recipes from other cultures. Don't be afraid to go outside of your culture and try something new. Trying different fruits and vegetables, depending on what's in season, can really help mix it up a little bit for you, too. I like I usually on my grocery list, I, I, I actually do just say fruit on sale sometimes. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so I'm just like, hey, I'm just going to go and see what looks good and then maybe yeah. try something new because it might be on sale or something. Right. And usually when it's on sale, it tastes better too because it's in season. Yes. In season does sometimes make a bit, bit of a difference there. And then choosing ingredients with different textures and colors for mm-hmm. variety. So... You know, that can be a challenge. We talk about when you're introducing food when kids are very little and how it takes several exposures for a child to actually start to maybe really even eat or think that they might like to eat that food. Mm-hmm. And as you get older, it gets even harder. It does. <laughs> so, you know, finding how do you find those different? Do you think about textures and colors, I guess, when you meal plan? Not so much. Um, <laughs> I mean, I really don't. Okay. <laughs> Texture-wise, um, yeah, not really. Um, but color-wise, definitely. I like to see a lot of greens and reds and oranges yeah. on the plate. I think that's uh, I, just I like a good visual cue if you have like a well-balanced meal. You'll see yeah. a variety of colors. I've occasionally found myself, I created a meal and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's all white. Yeah. You know? yeah. And it's like, oh, this doesn't. And it's somehow maybe sometimes not as satisfying. Yeah. So I really do believe that it helps to have a variety of colors at your meal. And so if you can think about that when you're planning, that can that can be uh, yeah. a good way of getting different nutrients, too. I also think celebrating a world of flavors, you can um, do that by going to different restaurants. Um, so maybe yeah. going your local Indian restaurant or your local Ethiopian and just kind of introducing yourself to those foods yeah. because I feel like sometimes trying to cook those things without any experience of what they're supposed to taste like um, can be a little intimidating. So that's true. Getting familiar is really important. Right. And then once you get familiar, uh, mm-hmm. these days they have markets all over the place. So then yeah. if you wanted to cook something yourself, it would be pretty easy to go to. Uh, I recently discovered with my class that I'm taking the Mexican market that's mm-hmm. near me oh my gosh it's amazing they have s- the fruits and the vegetables there are just amazing yeah. and it's just kind of cool to go to a different grocery store too every once in a while if you're really feeling adventurous it is you can find things that you wouldn't find at your 
typical person's story. Yeah, yeah. Very fun. All right. So some other suggestions and ways to celebrate a world of flavor is to vary your breakfast or the first meal of the day. Uh, so I always think about breakfast and I'm just going to say this because, you know, breakfast is breaking your fast, right? And I have so many people who are like, I don't really like breakfast food. And so that's okay. You yeah. don't have to like breakfast food. Breakfast can be leftovers from the night before, or it can be, you know, trying some new breakfast from around the world. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's also a really um, important cultural note. I think America is one of the few places that really focuses on the sweet, grain-heavy breakfast options, whereas, say, Japan, they have miso soup for breakfast. Yeah. So just exploring the idea of what breakfast really is. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I, I think one of the biggest challenges, too, is traveling and, like, breakfast buffets and things yeah. like that that like you said, tend to be green, heavy, not a lot of protein can be found sometimes. So maybe, you know, really making sure that you're searching and trying to find some sort of protein when you eat those meals. Mm -hmm. Um, I like that idea. And yeah, challenge yourself to try, you know, soup for breakfast. You never know. You never know. You might really like it. Yeah. Finally, the recommendation is to see a dietitian nutritionist. A registered dietitian, nutritionist, or an RDN. Uh, if you are interested, ask your doctor for a referral to the dietitian. This can be helpful to the dietitian because I am a dietitian who takes insurance. And if I have a doctor's referral with that information, it insurance sometimes covers that a little bit uh, and so that's kind of cool because then you may even your insurance may cover your visit with the dietitian so start with your doctor ask for a referral to see a dietitian and then find a dietitian who does meet your needs mm -hmm. right and specializes in what you were looking for uh, there are dietitians who specialize. We've talked about this a lot on my podcast too. There's dietitians who, who specialize in diabetes. There's specialists in kidney disease. There's dietitians who specialize in your GI health mm -hmm. and uh, allergies. And so we all have different specialties. And Madeline was you know, sharing hers yeah. at the beginning is pediatrics. And you're learning about all of the different as an intern. <laughs> There's so many areas that dietitians can be found in, especially today. So I think it's really important to maybe do a consultation with your dietitian and just see if it's going to be the right fit. Yes, very good. And then receiving personalized uh, nutrition information uh, to meet your goals and that type of thing. So there's right. the third thing yeah. here. And your dietitian should be doing that. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So just to summarize here uh, the National Nutrition Month slogan, you know, celebrate that world of flavors. I've mentioned this the last time in my podcast, but I am promoting and starting a new program, a monthly cook-along series. And my goal is to help individuals learn to develop a meal plan and improve those basic and, and, and advanced cooking skills. I hope to have you read and execute a recipe quickly, start learning how to do that. 
and develop kitchen hacks and tips that will save yourself time, money, and frustration in the kitchen. I do think that everything does start in the kitchen and feeling comfortable there when we want to have a healthy relationship with food. And so I'm happy to announce that I'm going to be doing this program. I'm calling it Dinner is Served. And it's, um, let me kind of go to the next slide here. It's an interactive virtual cook-along. So if you ever think about, have you ever seen a cooking demonstration or something like that? And these days you can actually, it's kind of like a HelloFresh arrives, but I'm not going to deliver you food, sorry. <laughs> but you're going to have to go to the grocery store. I'm going to give you the recipes and the ingredients that you'll need to pick up. And then you'll get the groceries and we'll meet. My first event is going to be Thursday, March 25th. It's at 5.30 p.m. And uh, we're going to be cooking a roast chicken with spring vegetables. It's a one pan dish. It's amazing. And I'm going to just, as we go through it, going to give you all these tips. And uh, this is a, a, a great dinner. It's a very easy dinner. We're going to do it on a weeknight because I'm going to show you how easy it is to do something like that on a busy weeknight and it's going to be it's $25 to join me and I hope you consider doing that uh, anyone who signs up today from watching our video or listening to the podcast if you use the promo code knife we will get you a free knife skill video when you register so uh, consider signing up and I look forward to hopefully having you join me and you'll see my kitchen uh, and I'll be able to see you in your kitchen and you can ask questions and we it will be truly interactive, uh, but it will be virtual so you'll get to be in your own kitchen and you can ask me questions. I think that's so important mm -hmm. is to feel comfortable in your kitchen. So I'm excited to announce that. We're going to start offering that monthly uh, on Thursdays uh, for until October. So hope you can join us. So thank you so much for joining us for our National Nutrition Month talk. And I hope you got something out of it. If you have any questions, feel free to send them to me at info at and if you're listening to my podcast, you can find us at uh, Secret Life RD. We are on Instagram, and Amy usually does this part, so <laughs> I will add it to the podcast for you all. Uh, have a great night, and uh, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you, Madeline. <laughs> We'd love your help. If you are enjoying our podcast, you can do us a favor by subscribing or rating our podcast. We always enjoy hearing your feedback. Please keep sending us your show ideas. Send us your ideas at dish at secretliferd.com or follow us on Instagram at the Secret Life Dietitians and on Twitter at T Dietitians. We will catch you next time wherever you get your podcasts.